Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Pete Moore with Simplifying Entrepreneurship Coaching. Now today, we are going to be discussing turnkey business and why should we care? And we are going to discuss the actionable steps that we need to take to prepare our business to be self-managing and how we can successfully manage multiple businesses at one time. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks so much for having me, Brandy. It's just a real pleasure to be here today with you. It is an excellent honor to have you here. When I tell you so many people are so frustrated because just being an entrepreneur or a business owner, there's so much on your shoulders and on your back, but you know how to do a turnkey business. So tell us about getting into a turnkey business model. For sure. I think it all starts with the idea that what is a turnkey business model? And when you think of it, a, a lot of people, for example, realtors use the idea of a turnkey, or if you're selling a business, is it turnkey? What does that mean? It means that basically when the new owner takes possession of that house, is there anything that needs to be done or is it ready to roll? So they turn the key, they walk in, it's ready to roll. Same thing with a business. When If somebody was to take over your business today, is it turnkey so that if you weren't there, could they walk into that business, turn the key, open the door, and everything would run the way it ran yesterday when you were there? And when we create that with our businesses, we're creating extreme value, not only for our lives as the owner of that business, but for the business itself, if you ever do want to sell it. Because people want, that's what they want. They want to walk into a system that's already in place, that's running and humming, that's spitting off profit and giving them what they're paying for. So when you think of that, it's that idea of creating that business that's mm -hmm. going to give you your freedoms and take away those frustrations that you started talking about. And that's pretty much what I do every day with my business, Simplifying Entrepreneurship. And removing the frustrations and creating the freedoms through developing a turnkey business. And another way of looking at it is understanding what you want in life and for your business and understand what the worries around those are so that you can create the business that's going to provide you the wins. So transforming your worries and wants into wins, transforming your frustrations into freedoms. And what are the freedoms most people want in business? They want their time, back. right? Yeah. They want their time back what they want. And it's okay. If you're starting up, everybody who's starting up, if you're in the process of starting up, you have to put in your time and that's part of building a business, right? You've got to do what you got to do to get things going and all that sort of stuff. But once you're past that first level, and you've crusted through getting a team on board, then it becomes 
gosh, I really just don't want to work 50, 60, 78 hours a week anymore. I want my time back. I'm losing my relationships. I'm losing my freedoms around some of the stuff that I used to do and that I want to do and those worries and wants and what's keeping you up at night, all that kind of stuff. And then how do we craft that? We craft it essentially through creating what I call the four P's and really excelling in those four P's so that you can create those freedoms and create that turnkey business. And it all starts with number one, product. And having the right product is something that from a startup perspective, and when I use the term product, it could be service or program, whatever the case, but it started with a piece or using product. Right. Uh, and from that perspective, how are you making sure that your product is worthy of somebody paying you for it? From that perspective, when you start things up, so many entrepreneurs blow through their cash flow before they even have a paying client because they're trying to perfect their product instead right. of just getting it out there. Yes. Yeah. That is so key. Yes. You're so right. Yes. Not spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a logo, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's yeah. it's just get it out there. You have to test it. You have to see if people are actually willing to pay for it because cash flow is king when you're starting. And it always is. And that's the number one reason and the reason why businesses fail because they run out of cash. So nailing your product and getting getting it to market as quickly as possible. Now, when we take that and we take it back to people who are established and been doing stuff for a long time, it's about getting the better products and continuously improving your products and letting the legacy products that are no longer servicing your culture, your framework, and your promise to your, your clients letting those go. And on that side of things, that established legacy business, it's okay. This is what's made us our money. This is what's made us our money. So we can't let it go. We can't let it go. You know what? Sometimes you just have to let those go to for the new stuff to take over and to move the business in the right direction. So nailing that idea of aligning the perfect product and aligning the product that people are needing to pay for, and you need that cash flow is where it all starts. Cause without the right product or service, you really don't have a business. Now, Pete, there's so many different things as far as actually getting to know first, what your customer wants and then developing that product. There's so many different concepts and different ways of finding that. What would you say are the key ways for you to find the perfect product? For me, it begins with clarity. Everything begins with clarity. And mm -hmm. so you need to understand, first of all, what problem, another P, mm -hmm. what problem are you solving? So when you look at it from that framework and you can build your one-liner in this very same way, and you can build a lot of your marketing in this very same way, what product are you solving for your customer? And then you're going to show them the solution. And then you're going to show them what life looks like afterwards. So you're taking them through a transformation. And I used transformation language when we first started here, I'm going to take you from frustration to freedom. I'm going to take you from worries and wants to wins. What are the transformations that you and your product or your service, and that's a takeaway, that's an actionable item right there, Brentney, for people to think about right now, when you're thinking, if you're sitting at your desk and not driving, you can't, you can't start thinking about it when you're driving, but don't be writing it down. Think about what's the transformation that your product or your service is taking your client through your ideal client through so that they understand exactly in the language that's very simple where they were and where they could be 
were they to use your product or service? I love how you made that so simple because we typically overcomplicate that that particular thing. And we end up saying, I offer da, 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 or I help people. And then there's a whole list of things, keywords, should I say, that people are trying to yep. hit versus keeping it just simple. So people can really feel and hear, okay, that's me. And I'm not saying you shouldn't use those words, but depending on your audience, I call my business simplifying entrepreneurship because I'm trying to help people simplify because I truly believe that when you simplify things, both for your life and your business and your clients, that life is better. And when you're trying to wordsmith something so that it sounds like you're smart or whatever the case is, nobody cares. What people really want is show me my life after I use your service. Mm -hmm. Show me where I was, show me what you can do for me and show me what life looks like afterwards. So when you take those three pieces, where were you? You have, sometimes you have to call them out and you're like, is this how you feel? Is this when you're talking about how do you feel? What are those feelings that you're feeling now with the product or service? And then you're saying, I have the ability to help you through this. And that's showing your authority essentially. So you've started with that empathy portion showing, Hey, I understand what you're feeling. And now How am I building authority around what I actually do in the product or service that I'm offering? And for example, Brentney, you and I are podcast hosts. So Mm -hmm. if people like what we're saying on our podcast and stuff like that, and they resonate with us, maybe they want to do business with us. That's one way of building authority. How are you building authority for your products and businesses? And I, I asked that of the listener. And then taking that and showing them what life looks like afterwards is really what people are buying. They're buying your product. They're not buying your service. They're buying the aspiration of that framework around what their life is going to look like when they use your product or service. Right. Exactly. And so you were mentioning the four P's. Mm. So we have the product because of course we know the four P's of marketing. So we have the product and then we have process. So process is number two in my four P model. And from that perspective, We go into setting the right processes for your business, whether you're a one-man show, a solo entrepreneur, whether you've got a group of two people to 10 people, 10 to 50 or, or hundreds, you need to have the right processes that are running your business. And you always have to be working on them in order to improve them and make them even better. And the processes that I'm talking about are around everything that you do every day from a managerial standpoint. So we could be talking about, I own some shoe stores. We were in the midst of hiring now. So what's the hiring process? What's the training process? What's the firing process? Like that whole sort of process of human resources in that perspective, what's the process for your marketing? How often are you posting? What are you doing? All of the different things. What's the frameworks around it? What are the systems? And one of my coaches, Joel Weldon, who's a great speaker coach, and he introduced me to a great analogy around the word system. And a system saves you stress, time, energy, and money. So systems save you stress, time, energy, and money. So that's what a process does for you is it's going to save you and your team and anybody else and potentially your clients 
stress, time, energy, and money. So how are we improving our processes every day? That's number two. And we always have to be improving them. And we can go back to the idea of the product story. Your legacy processes are generally not always the best processes. We have to be always improving, always looking for things to improve and working on those. And there's frameworks around those to ensure that your operations, your marketing, your human resources, your sales team, all of the key pillars of your business are set up with the right processes. Because the next one is people. And it's often the biggest one, Brittany. Mm-hmm. It's people. You're right. Yeah. And it's the one that causes most leaders the biggest frustration. It's the one that keeps us up at night thinking about what am I going to do with this person? What am I going to do here? How am I going to navigate this conversation? That's the kind of stuff that keeps us up. And that's the kind of stuff that it's like, Hey, let's work out some process around how we navigate those conversations so that we can better have crucial conversations and have better alignment in our accountability chart with the people that are responsible for doing what we're doing and creating the turnkey business that we're talking about, because without the right product, without the right process, without the right people, you don't have a turnkey business. And these are the pillars in order to get there. When I talk about people, I break down people into three different parts. The first one is, who's your ideal customer? And we can go back again with people and ideal customer. Just because they're legacy customers, are they still the ideal customer? Are they providing you with what you need for your business? Or are you spending so much time with them because they've been your good customer for a long time, but maybe they're not your best customers anymore? Do we need to move them out and bring in the new? Who is uh, the real true understanding and the frameworks around of who your ideal avatar, ideal customer, however you want to call it is. So that's that first one. The second one is who are your ideal suppliers? So everybody has different input sources in order to create their product. In my Mm -hmm. case with the shoe stores, for example, I have suppliers of our shoes, all the different brands. Are they the right brands that I'm bringing into my store when I'm offering that out to my clientele? Is it what they want? Can they supply me what I need? Can they deliver on time? All of those things, frameworks for your suppliers. And I like to build even scorecards on, and I score my suppliers and I show them the scorecard to let them know what I'm looking for and where they are actually represented on that. Think about who are those people that are, cause it's all about relationships, right? It's one thing to have those people, but it's about the relationship that you have and are they working and do they understand what your goal is to provide their product and what their portion of it is to your end customer. And the third part, and often the most important part for creating that turnkey business is having the right team. Mm -hmm. It's the people that work with you. It's the people that work with you and make up the team that allow you to work on your business and not in your business, that allow you to be the leader, not the manager. And when you can become and move up the chain to remove the management and move into the leadership position, that's when you start to have a turnkey business. And in my case, am I in my stores every day? No. Do I manage my stores every day? No, I don't. Am I there when I'm needed to be there? Absolutely. We're shorthanded right now. I'm going to be working in one of my stores tomorrow afternoon and on Saturday, but am I, am I booked in the schedule typically? No, I'm not. But as the leader, I'm there when I'm needed. I'm called upon when I'm needed. 
I'm, you know, involved in major decisions. We talked about hiring. We're hiring right now. I won't even interview in the hiring process. My management team, and we have people set up to interview and hire and fire people. And I'm only brought in when really needed. It's a turnkey business. It's something that I don't really need to be involved in hiring a salesperson because that person under me on the accountability chart and the person that should be hiring that person is actually my store manager because that person's going to be responsible to the store manager, not responsible to me. So flowing the accountabilities is a big part of setting up that process in order to get the right people, the right butts in the right seats in your business so that you can create the fourth, which is profit. Right. Yeah. Some people, there's a lot out there on profit and what have you. And some people say, Hey, you got to, it's all about profit and all this stuff. But if you don't have the right product and you don't have the right process and you don't have the right people, it's pretty hard to generate the right profit. And when we have the right profit, then we can look at redistributing that in ways that elevate us out of doing those day to day out of elevate us out of being involved in our business 72 hours a week and all this other stuff, because we're going to start to delegate Mm -hmm. and we delegate through process to the people that are going to take ownership because we've set up the culture and the communication within the business in order to deliver what we want from our business. And that's the freedom that we signed up for when we bought the business or started the business. It's like you started a business and you started a business because you had this goal in mind. And if you just run your business and are mired down in those frustrations, 70, 80 hours a week, you're never going to get there unless you set these kind of things up and set up the systems and frameworks that are going to allow you to do that. And Pretty much what I do every day with simplifying entrepreneurship is help people through some of those so they can enjoy a better life as an entrepreneur. Wow. I'm really speechless because you were able to just deliver such an amazing message and give people hope. So here's the thing. Where do they find a business that they can purchase that's turnkey? Because you deal with purchasing businesses and selling businesses as well, right? I have. I'm, I'm currently not doing that, but I, it certainly has been a part of my past. I was a licensed realtor and business broker, and I worked for a company called Sunbelt Business Brokers here in Canada, but Sunbelt Business Brokers is all through the US too. And so that was one of the areas. You can look literally Google business brokers in your area. So if you live in St. Louis, for example, Google business brokers, St. Louis. And for the most part, if you're looking for a real business, not just a little, let's call it a small sort of Uh, one-man show type business, then you go to a, a real business broker who does that for a living and they'll set you up with all sorts of different things along with basically if it's a good solid business, they'll have a very detailed business plan for that business. They'll go through all the financials. They'll talk to you about all the different things so that you can make a qualified decision. And I think that's the thing that you you need to look at. And I must say, because when you're setting your business up for sale, which is the other side of it, that you can command a whole lot more money for your business if it's turnkey than if it isn't. If somebody goes into a business, looks at a business and is really feeling as though they're not going to be able to do it because that owner is such a key piece, or when we talk about nepotism and the fact that maybe it's it's the owner and three of their relatives that are running this whole thing, what happens when they're removed from the picture? What's left? 
And that's this idea of turnkey. Where are the systems? Are there are the right people going to be able to take over? We still might have the product, but are the processes and people there in order to generate the profit? Or is the profit really generated because we've it's been reliant upon this one person or this group of family members in order to make it happen? I just encourage people when they look to buy a business or when they're looking to set up their business to be turnkey is that everybody is going to want something that isn't completely reliant upon the principle in order to make that happen because that offers a lot less value to them and they see it as a lot more worry and a lot more reason not to go there. Exactly. Pete, you are doing so much and you're managing multiple stores and you have a life and everything else. How are you doing it? What are your productivity secrets? Going through this idea, I've set my businesses. I've been in business a long time, Brittany, for 27 years, and I've had a lot of different businesses. I've bought and sold businesses and that sort of thing. But the idea here is you really need to understand what you want in life. Mm -hmm. And that's where it all begins as a business owner. So when you build your business to give you back what you want in life, you're setting up these frameworks. And I've created what I call the one page planner. And I use a planner every day and I, I give it to all my clients and happy to give it to anybody that's listening to this as well. I still like to handwrite stuff, but I just handwrite it on my iPad with an Apple pen. And I lay out what I want out of my life in a 25 year framework, bring it down into a three year framework, a one year framework, a three month framework, a weekly framework and a daily framework so that I'm really setting out my priorities. And by doing that, I'm going to understand what I want for my, my wealth, my relationships, my vision, my mission, my time that I spend in my sort of my uh, leisure time and that sort of stuff. What do I want to do with all of those different, what I call buckets of my life? And how can I have the business help me get there? And that's the idea of this turnkey thing is, hey, listen, if I can get this turnkey, then I can really spend a lot of time working on my business and working and then then working in it. And I can create the life that I want to live. And that's the other thing, too. When you when your business is turnkey, let's say you do have a health problem. Will the business last if you're gone for a week, two weeks, a month, three months? That's another takeaway to think about right now. As we're having this conversation, and as soon as we get off this podcast, will your business last without you for a week, two weeks, a month, three months, six months? And how far out can you go without you being there? And I'm not saying, will it be as good? I'm saying, will it keep going? Because it's probably not going to be as good, but will it at least keep going? And that's the real key piece here, because if we're truly the principle that's keeping everything going and knows everything in our head and there's no systems in place and we're the person that everybody comes to for every answer, then we don't have a turnkey business. And if you do ever have any health problems, or if you do actually want to take a vacation, which a lot of entrepreneurs (laughs) don't do either. I haven't been a vacation for 10 years. That kind of stuff is, listen, there's more to life than just sitting behind the desk every day and working seven, 70 hours a week and you own a business, start letting it work for you. And that's, I think the power of creating business branding. Wow. You have given us so much, but I'm going to have to ask you to give us one more, one more bit of advice. This is our mentoring moment segment. This is just where I ask you a thought provoking question just to give our audience a mentoring moment. So the question is, if you were to give yourself advice five years ago, what would be the most powerful advice you could give? For me, I think it's this whole idea of spending specific time 
working on your business and understanding with full and ultimate clarity what you want in your life. Because when you have ultimate clarity around what you want in your life, you build the confidence and you build momentum. And I use that in, in a lot of things that I say. Clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. And it's until we have that clarity and use some frameworks around our thinking, because as entrepreneurs, so many of us have so much in our head, you need to actually get it out of your head and into a framework that makes sense. And when that happens, you can start to set up the actionable steps that we've been talking about here today to make some things happen. And it takes time. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. We talk about the 90 day year and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, you can do a lot in 90 days, but you can't transform your life when you're looking at it from the long thing overnight. It does take some time, but there's never a better time to start than today. And that's my biggest thing here is start thinking about this stuff, start putting some things in onto paper, start aligning what you want out of your life and your business and start making some actionable steps around your product, your process and your people so that you can get the profit and buy your time back by elevating and delegating other people within your organization or outsource partners, whatever it may be, in order to allow you the life that you want to live and that you've earned as an entrepreneur. I love it. Yes, this is so great and such a well-needed message. So Pete, we're going to have all your information in the show notes, but please share with everyone the best way to contact you. For me, it's pretty simple. Just Google simplifying entrepreneurship. I know it's a long, simplifying is a long word. Entrepreneurship is a long word, but just Google simplifying entrepreneurship. You'll find my podcast. You'll find my website there. I'm on all the social channels too. So you can hit me up on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pete Moore, M-O-H-R is my last name. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us so much. My pleasure. It's been a wonderful conversation and I've enjoyed it here today. Thanks so much for having me. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.